Welcome to the Trojan Tailgate Podcast Network. I am proud to introduce to you today your home for honest sports analysis that you won't hear anywhere else. All from a group of friends that met at Troy University. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And here's your host, Hampton Sipper. Welcome in to another edition of the Trojan Tailgate Network's SEC Recap Show. On this Thanksgiving week, I am joined by my good friends, correspondent at large, Graham Haney, the king of hot takes, Big Papa Shep, and as always, Woe Suave. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Just my eyes are as big as my stomach right now. Just ready for that Thanksgiving food. That Thanksgiving food on Thursday. It's gonna be good. Suave, what's your Thanksgiving plans? Man, uh, gonna stay at home and crack some batons. Man, the, uh, I'm gonna wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Hope they have a safe and uh, enjoy the family and uh, time home from school. Yeah, uh, man. You, my Shep? family actually switched it up this year. We're heading down south to the beach. Um, for, oh. for basically Wednesday through Saturday, and play some golf, enjoy enjoy the beach. So we're switching it up this year, but I can't wait for the Iron Bowl on Saturday. Hampton, what what's your family's Thanksgiving uh, looking like? Uh, we're all going to get together at um, my aunt's house. Less than ten people, right? Just... Oh, of course, because I'm. Um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> you, I, I, you don't want me to call Como. No, for Doctor Fauci on me. Um, you know, I don't want to get in trouble for not abiding by uh, ridiculous rules. But no, we're uh, going to get together and have a good time and enjoy Thanksgiving because you know, at the rate we're going, this this might be our last. Uh, so you never know. Might as well enjoy it. Um, but no, um, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to. Um, not only Thanksgiving, but uh, the Iron Bowl and what is usually rivalry week. Uh, but, you know, with COVID, it's changed a little bit. But the Iron Bowl still the Iron Bowl and can't wait for that. And, Shep, it sounds like you're going to come back next week and have a real good tan Ooh, going on. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, the SEC uh, game slate for the past week, wasn't great. You know, we had Alabama um, cruise through Kentucky 63-3. Um, just embarrassed the Wildcats. Uh, LSU beat Arkansas 27-24. Auburn beat Tennessee 30-17. to uh, So there really um, weren't many games for us to talk about. But before we kind of get into our discussion for the first segment of the show, Chip, can you uh, tell us how we did on our picks last week? Oh, um, actually, I, I'll oh, be honest. No. I haven't done them this week. Oh, Ooh. gosh. Um, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to be honest. I did not do the picks this week. Been a, been a, been a struggling week for, for Papa Shep here. For Papa Shep. Well, I can tell you I, I either went 4-2 and two or 5-1. and one. Um, I know I got Arkansas LSU wrong, uh, but 
I can't remember if I picked Auburn, Tennessee. I think I picked Auburn, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I went five and one for the week. So not, you know, not too mad about that. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. I think I'm pretty close to you, Hampton. I, I picked Auburn to win, but I can't remember if I picked South Carolina or Missouri to win. I don't know. That was probably the worst game of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. I was, di- I was disappointed by Arkansas. I thought Arkansas was going to be able to pull one out at home against uh, Edo and the Fighting Tigers. But, uh, you know, disappointment strikes again. Yeah, well, Arkansas <laughs> was missing, like, half their team due to COVID, I think, or – like their whole defensive line was out due to COVID, so um, they, you know, they battled and hung in there and uh, had to close with LSU despite LSU controlling time and possession like forty minutes to twenty or something ridiculous like that, and they still only won by three. Uh, so good effort by the Hogs there. But we're going to kind of transition into a little bit of playoff talk. We did this at the end of an episode a couple weeks ago. And kind of predicted who we thought would be at the in the playoff by the end of the year. Well, guys, we got our first rankings of the year tonight. We got Alabama at one, Notre Dame at two, Clemson three, uh, Ohio State four, A and M Texas A and M five, and Florida at six. So Graham, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, other than, you know, we don't really need to talk about Alabama being number one. Everybody knew that was going to happen. What is the biggest surprise to you out of the first uh, college football playoff rankings? I think the biggest surprise to me has to be Clemson jumping Ohio State, uh, going from mm-hmm. four to three. I, you know, Clemson did lose to Notre Dame in a, in a close uh, in a close battle that went to overtime. But, you know, Ohio State won this week, and they still uh, dropped them down in the rankings. Um, it was interesting to see that. Uh, the playoff committee decided that uh, a loss by Clemson and not playing this week was more valuable than uh, a close, hard-fought win by Ohio State. I mean, yes, Ohio State uh, had some troubles and had some struggles and uh, didn't always look their best. And, yeah, maybe it did show us that they, they're not as good of a team as they were last year. But, uh, man, it it's kind of confusing to you know for a team to, to win and still drop down. That, that still kind of uh, – confuses me and then a&m and florida rounding out the the top six uh mm-hmm. lots of talk was uh was florida gonna end up at five just because of the way that they've been playing recently and um th- i'm glad the playoff committee did this but they uh chose that they, they said that a&m uh deserves to be ahead and obviously there was a matchup in a&m won so uh yeah I, i'm not i'm not super disappointed by how the playoff committee did i, I think that most of these were expected. I mean, Alabama, Notre Dame, obviously in there. Ohio State, obviously in there. You know, and, and Clemson uh, was pretty close to Ohio uh, to Notre Dame in that loss. So Notre Dame's in there. The Clemson also has to be in there. So Shep, what do you think about the playoff rankings? Uh, are you surprised by any of the picks, or uh, is this kind of how you expect it to play out? Well, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really surprised at this point. Um, I wish that there was a little more shuffle. Um, I, I think, you know. In what way? I, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that, right? Hey. So, I really think, you know, realistically, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, and, you know, maybe another team are probably right there top five-ish, right? You know, and you could pick between A&M, Florida, um, Miami somewhat. But here, here's, my, hey. here's, my, here's my picks here. You know, this is a weird year. 
And, you know, the bowl games really don't have any kind of, you know, really it's kind of, you know, your your bowl can pick who they want to come this year. There's not really like a six-game minimum win kind of deal. I wish, mm-hmm. with, with it being a different year, I wish the NCAA and the College Football Playoff Committee would recognize some teams that wouldn't have a shot to get in that were undefeated. So I'm talking about your Cincinnati's, your BYU's, your – Coastal Carolina, if they go undefeated, um, which they have a tough task at uh, playing against Liberty later on in the season. Um, a school like that, who's a smaller school, who doesn't get that exposure, but who wins out the rest of the year, I, I would really like to see them them get in mm-hmm. get in there and just give them an opportunity. Um, you know, for the past few years, we've had Big 12 teams in, and they seem to get opportunity after opportunity, and every year what happens? They get beat. So I mean, let's 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 shuffle it up. You know, Cincinnati. I watched them for the first time last week, and and I'm gonna say, I, they look pretty good. Um, they look like they're a pretty decent team. I know they struggled a little bit with uh, UCF, but I'm gonna be honest. Let's shuffle it up a little bit and see what can happen. Suave. Who who are you taking here as the second best team in the country? Oh, what a great question. So the second best team in the country, I'm gonna have to go Ohio yeah. State. And 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 just to answer Hampton's question, the, the biggest shakeup, I'm gonna have to go with Graham, just the whole debacle of dropping Ohio State and moving Clemson over. I mean, Ohio State lost to a number nine ranked team. When Notre Dame and Clemson played, they were in the top top 10. So, I, I don't know what the committee was thinking with that, but I'm with you, Shep. You give the group of five some love. You got Cincinnati, BYU, Coastal, Liberty. I mean, even though they lost this past week to North Carolina State, I mean, just a blocked field goal is the deciding factor of that game. I'm with it. Give them some love. What about you, Hampton? What did you think about the rankings? I thought it was pretty uh, standard, uh, the, you know, per usual ranking, kind of how we all thought. Uh, Shep, I love you, but I hate your idea. Uh, uh, I do not want to see Cincinnati get clapped by any of these four teams at the top. I don't want to see Coastal Carolina or Liberty um, get clapped. The only team that I what about BYU? I'm getting there, brother. I'm getting there. Well, I mean, fine, but like I, I don't deserve a shot up over some of these other teams. And here's the thing. I was about to go to BYU. All right, BYU, I think, is actually a pretty pretty dang good team. Zach Wilson, a quarterback, has been outstanding this year. Uh, very impressive. And I think they're a very physical football team. Do I think they've beaten anybody? Absolutely not. But here's my they issue with them. They beat the Trojans? Oh wow! Congrats! <laughs> hey, just lost the <laughs> and, hey, and they also they also beat North Alabama, so they're just taking the Alabama teams down one by one. Jeez, we they like uh, Chris Kyle, the American sniper, taking them out one by one. Um, here's the thing with BYU, though. You had your shot to make a statement and say, you know what, we want to be in the playoff. We want to be with the big boys. Well, Washington told or offered them a chance to play. And you know what they said? Yeah, we good. We're, we'll see where we're at um, after tonight, you know, with the rankings coming out. And then we'll make a decision. 
after like a day earlier, they tweeted anywhere, anytime, any place. Nah, bull. You don't you don't want to play a big boy like uh, Washington after their um, game against Washington State got canceled and they reach out to you to play and you turn them down. If you really care about being in the playoff, you take that game. You go up to um, you go up there and you whip their tail if you're serious about it. But apparently they're not. So um, I don't. I mean, I don't care for seeing uh, any of those group of five teams in there. Um, not saying that they're not quality teams. I just don't. I think there are levels to this, and they're on a totally um, different level than you know the top four, top six that we mentioned. Um, Graham. Last thing I'll say, I'm so with you. I was afraid that they were going to put Florida above Texas A&M. I'm glad they didn't, and that showed that head-to-head matters. Mm-hmm. And it should matter um, because I think Texas A&M is actually a really, really good team. Um, you know, Alabama beat them by 28, but I told you all at the time, uh, I, I still liked A&M, and I thought they were a good team. So, um, all in all, good rankings. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how – uh, what happens from here, you know, because there's going to be a lot of shakeup with championship games coming up um, and just, you know, some marquee matchups down the stretch. Hey, Emden, I got, I got a question for you. They, they had – the college football playoff committee ha- had BYU at 14. That's below uh-huh. teams like Georgia, Northwestern, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and Iowa oh, State. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think they disrespected Iowa or was this just like a – what was up with that? I mean, I, I think I'd take well, BYU a few of those above a few of those other teams. I tell you right now, the worst ranking in the whole thing was Georgia being number nine. <laughs> that is laughable. They lost twice, one and both times gotten blown out or not blown out, but they got beat substantially. Um, Seventeen points by Alabama, sixteen by Florida, and you're above a team like BYU. Or um, a couple, you know, a couple others that you mentioned mm-hmm. that have a better pedigree than Georgia. Who's Georgia beating? They ain't beating. I mean, they struggled to beat Mississippi State, who had forty-nine scholarship players. <laughs> I mean, them boys hadn't scored points in right their past three or four games hardly, and then they scored thirty or twenty-four on that bonded Georgia defense. So that was a terrible ranking mm-hmm. um, on the committee's part. I totally agree. Um, I think just BYU's lack of marquee mm-hmm. um, units is what is hurting them. And like I said, they had a chance to rectify that with playing Washington, and they chickened out. Yeah. So, um, but I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I, I can't disagree with your point at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think they disrespected BYU a little bit. I, I, I do think that your scheduling matters. But in, in this time of COVID, you know, BYU can – help some of that but they can't help all of that you know the sec no they the can't SEC's not playing any non-conference games the big 10 i think uh might you know i know the pac-12 allows one the big 12 allows one um so it's just like ACC. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah it's just like well who is byu gonna play they're gonna play the sun belt and they're gonna play the mountain west and they're gonna play teams that they can actually play um I, I do think that scheduling matters and who you play matters um, because you, you can't sit here and beat the you know, mess out of all these teams, all these, you know, no-name teams and expect to you know, make it in the, uh, in the playoff. I think that, that just sets a, a precedent where it's like, all right, well, the most important thing is going undefeated. 
And, you know, yeah. the whole talk of the college football, you know, playoff was to get the best four teams in there, to get the best four teams, no matter what the record was. Um, and, yeah. and, and so I, I think that they uh, disrespected BYU because they're, they're better than, uh, than several of these teams uh, that I can see. Mm-hmm. I, I think they could uh, definitely compete with, with uh, those ahead of them and maybe even uh, win some of those games. Um, but, but, yeah, I think it will be interesting to see uh, how it'll shake up next week, you know, based off how uh, obviously th- this week's set of games go, and maybe if they swap Ohio State back or Clemson, uh, you know, if they stay where they're at, uh, it- it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And, uh, you know, stay tuned every week. We'll, pro- you know, depending on a shakeup in the rankings, we'll try to cover this, um, you know, when something noteworthy happens. I think it's a fun conversation and it's interesting to hear um all of our different opinions on the on the subject so with that we'll kind of transition to our weekly uh player of the week segment so i'm gonna go with suave suave who you got as your player of the week my player of the week is gonna be felipe franks from arkansas even though they did not win uh he was 17 of 26 for 329 yards a touchdown and interception and even though I'm with all y'all, I'm pretty sure we all picked uh, Arkansas to beat LSU, that they put up one heck of a fight, you know, only lose by three points at home with the whole defensive line being out for COVID. You, you, you put up stats like that and only lose by three, you got to be proud. Yeah. Who's your yeah, so, uh, I'm sorry, Swab, so just, just to add to that, uh, I heard that last year uh, whenever LSU played Arkansas, they were LSU was like a 49-point favorite. And this year, yeah. this year they're only a three-point favorite. Like that, that speaks a lot to both sides. LSU's gotten worse. Arkansas's gotten a whole lot better. Um, but yeah, I mean, Arkansas put up a fight. Uh, my player of the week is uh, going to be from the University of Georgia, a wide receiver by the name of Jermaine Burton. I bet he was so happy to see uh, you know JT Daniels in there starting at quarterback, somebody that could actually throw a little bit. Uh, and Jermaine Burton had eight receptions for 197 yards and two touchdowns. That is a stat line, boys, if I've ever seen one. Uh, man, That <laughs> I, I think we all could use that in our fantasy lineup every week. If that's the, if, if yeah. that's the standard, to, you know, if that's the, the Georgia offense coming uh, you know, in the future, I think all of us could pick up some Jermaine Burtons and be happy in our fantasy lineups. Shep, who's your player of the week? Well, as you're crediting uh, Jermaine Burton, I'm going to give credit to the man getting him the ball JT Daniels. Um, it's been a long time coming for my man. Um, obviously, he was – Your man? I, dude, I've been very adamant that he is the best quarterback on their roster, and it showed. Well, anybody has. Well, I mean, my goodness. Anybody it's has. taken him, what, almost six games to even get an opportunity? Like, what is Kirby Smart smoking in Athens? My goodness gracious. This it's called coaching. Yeah, yeah, coaching. Yeah, he was lacking something. I mean, goodness. Like, is JT Daniels like a horrible practice player? I mean, the man was 28 for 38, 400 yards and four touchdowns in his first – I mean, his first start as a Bulldog and really his first playing time. Like, what is – what's going on in Athens that those two – uh, those two other guys are, have played a lot more than him. Like that's just absurd to me, man. I, I just don't get it. Hampton, who, I mean, yeah. I mean, who do you, who do you, who's your player of the week? Well, um, 
I can't, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, Shep. That was like a couple weeks ago when I went, you know, breaking down how Kirby Smart has jumbled and mismanaged that quarterback room. Yeah. This year is another example of that because, you know, some people have said it was health related and that was why he was not practicing. Um, I don't know if y'all heard the press conference after the game, but JT Daniels pretty much came out and said, I was cleared after the first game of the year. And after that, it was a coach's decision. Mm. Um, basically t- saying, you know, if you want to blame someone, it wasn't my help. It was on Kirby. And then he said something about um, Burton and Pickens. And he said, if you're going to recruit him, you better throw to him. Or why recruit him if you're not going to throw to him? Which was another shot. <laughs> um, you know, so even though they won the game, and I think he had an incredible performance, that their team as a whole, I think, left a lot to be desired. I mean, their defense didn't play well at all. Uh, that offense, other than him, like their running game, I think they ran for seven yards. Mm. Seven. I mean, so basically, they had they got the same production that they've been getting on offense, but they, it just came from the passing game instead of uh, you know their running game. So I still don't think things are all hunky dory over there in Athens. Um, I think there's some locker room issues, um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Kirby manages it. But sorry, got off on that rant, but had to had to kind of get that out. But my player of the week is none other than Bryce Young. <laughs> I mean... Cut, cut the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. I had to do it. So um, even though I to make... He made two incredible throws uh, during the Kentucky game. But, no, my player of the week is actually another Alabama player, uh, Devontae Silky Smooth Smith. Um, <laughs> nine receptions, 144 yards, and two touchdowns, breaking the all-time record for uh, touchdowns in a career as a wide receiver, breaking the career or the career uh, mark set by Amari Cooper and Chris Doring. Just, um, I mean, every week the man shows up. I mean, you don't have to worry about him having an off game, um, about him not performing when the lights are on. He always brings it and always plays really, really well. So, uh, shout out to Devontae. He gets my player of the week. Uh, And now we'll go to the final segment of our show, Uh, our preview slash pick'em portion. So, what we usually do is – on the Trojan Tailgate Network is, you know, we go through the list of games each week, pick the winner, and then pick by how much. And then if there's a game that we really want to talk about, we'll spend a few minutes kind of previewing that for you. So as we mentioned earlier in the show, it's Iron Bowl week, fellas. It is Iron Bowl week, finally. Even though, I don't know about y'all, but it doesn't really feel like Iron Bowl week. It, it just feels just feels a little bit off, but... Um, to say, you know, to say the least, I'm very excited about the game. So, Bob, I'm going to start with you. Give me who you think is going to win and by how much. And does Auburn even have a chance in this game, in your opinion? Or do you think Alabama is going to roll over the Tigers? 
So to answer your first question, uh, I'm going to pick Alabama to win this game. Uh, by how many points? Uh, give me 20 points. And, and do I think Auburn has a chance? Yes, I do. <laughs> do. Do I think they're going to stand much of a chance after halftime? I do not. I, I, I think, as we've seen over these past couple of weeks, the Alabama defense getting better and better. And I think you're really going to see – I mean, just watching Auburn last week against Tennessee, they struggled for a good majority of the game but pulled it out. So, if they struggle against Bama, Bama's going to take advantage of them. So, give me Bama by 24. What I'm going to go Bama? with uh, Alabama as well. I'll take Alabama by uh, by 17 points. Um, and, to, again, to answer your uh, question, Hampton, Auburn you know, does stand a chance. Uh, any rivalry game always seems to light a fire in players that – that just some other games don't. Um, and so I expect both teams to come out of the locker room hot. Uh, you know, Auburn will probably have their, you know, first good amount of plays scripted. Uh, of course and maybe will. have a, a trick yeah. player two in there that might catch the Alabama defense by surprise. Um, but I, I think Alabama in the end, like Schwab, been, uh, like Schwab said, the Alabama defense has been playing better. Um, I expect Alabama to win. But if Auburn really stands a chance, it's got to come down to the run game. Uh, Tank Bigsby is going to have to really show up. He's going to have to take a lot of that load off of Bo Nix, uh, you know, so that they can actually move the ball down the field and uh, get some play action passes off of that. I, I think that's really the only chance that they have to beat Alabama is to really have a good run game. And uh, obviously, you know, this past week against Kentucky, uh, Kentucky was not able to do that. Alabama was very, uh, very good against the run. Uh, Shep, Alabama or Auburn in the Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa. Who's going to take the cake, and uh, does Auburn even stand a chance? Uh, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, there is no cake to take um, <laughs> because it's already in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> all right. Um, it, this is like basically how Alabama Tennessee this year, like this is an already done deal, smoke them if you got them kind of thing. Um, oh, yeah. Speak to- I, I just I, – I don't think Auburn really has a chance, um, especially with the news about Bigsby, uh, his hip really bothering him. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah. if Bigsby's out, man, what a what a day it will be, um, as that old old hymnal goes. <laughs> um, I just I don't think Auburn has a chance. Uh, I really like Alabama by twenty four, like Suave said, but Suave chose twenty four, so I think I'm gonna have to up it, and um, I'm gonna go thirty two now. Um, mm. I, oh my I just think. Like, <laughs> I think Nick Saban's going to prove a point this year because last year they lost, and I think he's he's ready to show the world like, hey, y'all y'all kind of hated on us early on in the season. We had to get right, but we're back and we're better, um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna sling it all over the field on you. And I can't wait for Mac Jones to do that. Hampton, don't say anything about Bryce Young. Tell us how bad <laughs> the Tide is going to beat the Tigers. <laughs> Uh, well, when you know when Max Stroh was in oh, the first my. half and Bryce Young was coming, <laughs> I'm kidding. You can I'm put kidding, Bryce Shep. Young I'm on Auburn, and they won't improve any. Oh, <laughs> hot take! Hot take! Mm, yeah. Oh, this conversation real quick. You think Bo Nix is better than Bryce Young? Do I think he's better? No, but for the sake of everybody's laughter at home, he would not increase their team more than what's already been being on the field. Uh, and, yes, I said it. I stand by it. 
I don't think their win differential would be any different with a different quarterback. Hmm. Well, probably not with Gus calling see, plays. See, but, um, give me some credit. Give me some yeah. credit. No, I'm not giving you any credit. I'm not giving you, I am not giving you any credit. Um, Graham, do you have I, something? I, I, I was going to just add in that Bo Nix does seem to play well in the Iron Bowl. I mean, he, he looked – you know. He had some troubles last year and then really came to play. So, uh, I'm not saying that Shep – He threw for 573 yards I, last year. I'm not year. saying that Shep is anyway right because he's not. But uh, <laughs> you never know. You don't know what hey, Bo Nix is going to come The only reason the Tigers won last year is because that freak interception hit off that guy's back and right into his hands. Now, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Well, and another pick six that Mac threw. Hey, you're not going to diss, and... diss Mac Daddy. No. That's in the past. We looked past I'm... that, Hampton. You just brought it up. <laughs> you just brought it up. Um, I wish I could see your face right now. <laughs> oh, it's, oh it, it's probably uh, redder than uh, Santa's suit right now. Um, but, um, <laughs> no, I think. You know, I asked all of y'all if Auburn has a chance. And, of course, like you say, Graham, you always have a chance in a rivalry game. But here's the thing about this rivalry. Most of the time, if, if a team is an overwhelming favorite, they win. And they win pretty big. Look at um, Alabama in 2012. They were like a 30-point favorite. They beat Auburn 49 or 56 to nothing. Um, just embarrassed them. Uh, look at 2011. Look at, um, I think, 2018. To me, this game kind of feels a lot like 2018 where Auburn wasn't a bad team. They were, you know, they were solid with Jared Smith, quarterback. Um, but Alabama ended up beating them 52 to 21 just because the offense is too good. And I think, um, I don't know if y'all watched the Tennessee-Auburn game this past week, uh, but Auburn can't stop the run. <laughs> I mean, Eric Gray from Tennessee had 172 yards rushing. Najee could go for over 200 in this game if Alabama commits to the run enough and dropping bombs with Mack and Smitty and Mitchie um, and, you know, a new target that emerged last week to Will Billingsley. Um, I think Auburn's defense is not uh, – I don't think it's very good. Or I won't say that it's not very good. I just don't think it's up to par with the – defense that they've had the past two or three years. They don't have the D-line um, without Derrick Brown and Marlon Davidson. That we, you know, we kind of discussed that before. They're, at, they're without K.J. Britt. They're going to be without Tank Bigsby unless uh, Gus shoots them uh, through or <laughs> shoots them through, but shoots them up with um, a lot of pain meds and he kind of tests it out. But I just don't see him being very, very effective. Um, even if he does play. Um, and that means if he doesn't play, the game is going to be put in the hands of Bo Nix. You know how much confidence I had to Bo Nix going to Bryant Denny and single-handedly beat Alabama? Not much. Not much. <laughs> Not much. Um, so I think the Tide, uh, like you said, Shep, last year stung. It was the worst performance Alabama had all year, and it just seemed like that voodoo Jordan Hair magic – you know, went with Auburn and just every little 50-50 type ball went Auburn's way. This year, Alabama's not going to leave it up to chance. They win by 28 um, and bring um, 
can carry the Iron Bowl uh, title for the next year. So uh, that's what I, we all kind of think from Iron Bowl. Good little discussion on that. So next game, uh, Jeff, tell me who you think win the Egg Bowl and by how much. Oh, well, I think the Egg Bowl is going to be kind of rough this year. I think, you know, Mississippi State, they showed – they looked a little better last week, but it was a lot well, better. I, I just I really like Ole Miss in this matchup. I think Lane Kiffin's uh, really trying to Fair. turn him around, and I think Matt Corral's really done a a really good job this year under his first real. That's your main bro. bro. I'm not gonna lie. I Matt. shouted him out on the podcast in the story one day, and uh, on the podcast Instagram, and he never he never followed us or replied. So I'm kind of hurt at Matt Corral. Um, but I, I've been following him since high school, and, and I really think he's a good player. But I'm going Ole Miss um, by, like, the line nine and a half. I'm going by, like, 17. I think they're going to stun the the Bulldogs this week. Swab, are you going lane train or are you going with the Pirate? I'm going with the lane train. Uh, well, when I see the clipboard getting thrown up in the yes, air, sir. a fist bump, a fist, fist bump. I mean that that that's the lane we had at Alabama when it was Blake Sams and Amari yep. Cooper, and just, just those hands being thrown up in the air. That's a good sign for me. So give me Ole Miss by fourteen. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, Mississippi State played uh, a lot better against Georgia. You know, Ole Miss are playing at home this week. Um, I'm going to take Ole Miss by 10, but if uh, Matt Corral turns the ball over a lot, I, I think Mississippi State could win this one. Uh, you know, Mississippi State's defense is probably better than Ole Miss's defense, but uh, you know, Mississippi State's offense is a little bit lackluster. I'll take Ole Miss by 10. Hampton, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Oxford. Who's who's taking the egg ball home with them? Uh, give me Joey Freshwater. <laughs> ah. Give me Joey Freshwater. Every day of the week, um, the sugar mamas love them, as Shep said. Um, I think uh, they beat uh, the Pirate um, and the Mississippi State Bulldogs by 14. Uh, I just think they're too explosive. And I think more than likely, Mississippi State will still be dealing with COVID issues. Um, And I I just think Wayne will kind of have them ready to play for this rivalry game. So, uh, give me Ole Miss by 14. Uh, the next game, we got LSU uh, traveling to Aggieland um, and playing Texas A&M. Uh, Suave, who you got and by how much? You know, uh, give me the Aggies in this one. Uh, give me Texas A&M by seven. I think it's going to be a close game. Ooh. But, I mean, as we've seen in the past, Texas A&M plays – Kellen Mond plays a lot better at home than he does on the wrong road. And I, with this higher ranking, I, I, I don't want them to get too big on themselves looking at the end instead of looking at the fight they have in front of them. So, so what's yeah, your I'm with you. Chat? I like A&M here. Um, I just – poor LSU. Um, you know, mentioned it a little last week. They're going to get the death penalty. Um and on top of that, they're going to have one of their worst years in, like, the past 10 years. They're going to have, like, one of the worst years. Like, this this year may be worse than when, like, Les Miles was on his way out. 
Like, oh, like we're you're telling me like Ed O's gonna leave us in a bad spot and we're gonna get the death penalty? Woo, Graham. You think there's any way to resurrect LSU at this point? Not this week. I, I will say that I think that A and M uh, will be very comfortable at home. I just want to you know flash back to 2018 when Texas A and M and LSU played in Kyle Field. The final score was 74 to 72, and Texas A and M won. Uh, a thrilling game. Kevin Mine threw for uh, six touchdowns in that game. I expect it. Uh, to be somewhat of the same. I'm going to take Texas A&M by 24 points over LSU. Uh, I think A&M's rolling. Uh, Kellamond is playing better. And you never know what kind of LSU team you're going to get this year. Hampton, you're taking uh, Jimbo and uh, Kellamond. Are you going to take Ed O to, to speak some life into that LSU program? Shoot, if he spoke life – um, his players might think he's speaking in tongues. Oh. I can't understand him. Um, shout out to Tilly. <laughs> um, but no. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but if <laughs> – Crap, I, I got myself sick with now. I've got, um, I've got Jimbo and the Aggies. I think they're too talented. Um, they're going to be able to run the ball on LSU. And I give them – Give me the Aggies by 17. I think Kellen Mond's going to have a good game. Um, Maybe you know one of his final games at Kyle Field. Uh, I think they, I think they come in and make a statement because they hadn't played in a while, guys. You know, with COVID and everything, uh, they hadn't been on the field in a couple weeks. So, uh, give me Texas A&M. Uh, now we'll go to Kentucky, um, traveling to Florida, and we'll go rapid fire on these next three, uh, three matchups. Um, even though, or actually we've only got two because Vanderbilt, Missouri got postponed. So we'll go rapid fire on, um, Kentucky going to Florida. Shep, who you got? Oh, Florida a lot. Kentucky a little. Suave, anything? Uh, let, let, give me the Gators. Give me the Gators by yeah. 28. Uh, I'm going to take Florida big, too. Uh, you know, Alabama really put it to Kentucky. I think Florida's trying to compete with Alabama. Uh, they're, they're trying to make it in the rankings. So they're really going to have to play well against Kentucky. I'm going to take Florida by 38 points uh, over Kentucky in Gainesville. Ooh. Hampton, who you got? Kyle Trask or uh, Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, if you name Kentucky's quarterback, there's like three of them, so you got to rattle them all. You mean off. running back um, that catches the snap? <laughs> you, you mean that's Sawyer Smith that's who so can't rude. get a snap? <laughs> I know, dude, dude. Isn't that wild? I was kind of hurt that, <laughs> that he didn't even get an opportunity last week. Mm. I know. He, that man four string. I mean, that man. He. I yeah. mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like he was decent. Like he did. He did cause the the Trojans a loss at Liberty. But come on, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I don't think this one's gonna be close, Graham. I'm kind of with you. Um, thinking in line with you. Give me Florida by 35. They're just too much. Um, too talented. So Florida by 35. And then the final matchup, um, of the week. Since Vanderbilt, Missouri, um, you know, which would have been a clash of the Titans if I've ever seen one, um, got postponed due to COVID. 
Georgia with their new shiny toy. Um, JT Daniels is traveling to Columbia, South Carolina to play the Gamecocks. Uh, Graham, who you got? I, I just want to go back to uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri, real quick. This week was a win for uh, was a win for uh, Vanderbilt because they didn't even have to play, and uh, that's better. <laughs> that's better than a loss. I'm going to take Georgia on the road. I think JT Daniels just uh, helps this offense so much. I, I'm, I expect Georgia to really establish the run game. Uh, again, since it was lacking last week. I'm going to take Georgia by uh, 24 points uh, against South Carolina without uh, really a head coach. Suave, Georgia or South Carolina? Who you got? Give me Georgia in this one. Uh, I'm with you, Graham. Uh, Give me Georgia by 17. Just South Carolina without a coach. Uh, And JT Daniels uh, hopefully is going to remain the starting quarterback for Georgia. So, give me Georgia. Well, I'm going to be honest here, boys. If South Carolina still had a coach and Georgia's quarterback situation was still in disarray, I think I'd have to pick the Gamecocks on this one, especially being at home. But since none of those factors matter – I'm I'm gonna have to go with Georgia. I think JT Daniels keeps keeps the 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 Bulldogs trending in the right direction um, until they get to a bowl game. Um, but I'm gonna have to take Georgia by I think it's gonna be like ten points. Um, I, you know they struggled a little bit with Mississippi State, so I think they may struggle a little bit uh-huh. with South Carolina. Hampton, wrap us up here. Are you going with the Gamecocks? Or are you still gonna go with Michael Vick and his Bulldogs? <laughs> That's so rude. Um, hey, shout no, out Mike I, Vick, love him. Shout out Mike Vick. Yeah, um, I gotta go with I gotta go with Georgia. Uh, South Carolina's just uh, in complete disarray, and I don't know who they're gonna hire as their head coach. But I'm hearing that it might not be Hugh Freeze. I think he might be yeah. um, headed somewhere else um, that I can't disclose right the now. The team is still but, in SEC. Um, I said that the team huh? you're not disclosing is still in the SEC. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, yep. So, uh, give me Georgia by 14. I would like to pick them by more. But, Shep, as you said, they didn't play a complete football game against uh, Mississippi State. And I just don't feel – I just don't feel good picking them in a complete blowout. So, give them um, – give them to me by 14. Uh, before we wrap up the show tonight, guys, is there anything um, else that you're looking forward this week or that you want to bring up really, really quickly? It, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, you know, this is an SEC podcast, but it's going to be fun to watch uh, college basketball uh, pretty soon and some, uh, yeah. you know, some SEC basketball. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, man, Thursday, there's some NFL football and uh, some turkey and dressing in my stomach. That's going to be a good day, and it's always good to see family. So, uh, it's going to be a good week. I, I'm excited for it. Then to wrap it up, you know, some SEC football on Saturday. I don't think you can get a better week if you ask me. Suave, what you excited about this week? Man, I, I'm excited about this Iron Bowl. Uh, I, I'm I'm ready for revenge and bragging rights. I like it. Well, what are you well, excited for? Number Jeff? one, I'm thankful. Okay. Oh. Thankful, thankful for all you guys. But what I'm really looking forward to this week, I'm looking forward to the Sooners going to Morgantown to so we can really oh. finally see 
if Neil Brown we, – we see them kind of keep rising at West Virginia, but yeah. we, we want to see what they're made of. So I, I want to see what they do against Spencer Rattler and that Oklahoma offense. Yeah. Country <laughs> yes, Road, take me home. To the place that I belong, Shout baby. Shout out Tyler I, <laughs> um, And Pat McAfee. I like it, join us, Pat? Yeah, open invite, Pat. <laughs> anytime you want to, anytime you want to join. Um, I mean, we will we will clear our yep. slate for you, our, our busy busy slate. Um, but no, I echo all your sentiments. Um, thankful for each and your, each and every one of y'all. Um, and for doing this every week, it's been a real blessing to kind of do this over the past two months. And we hope to kind of keep it going. And uh, we hope that you tune in each and every week uh, to both our NFL and SCC show here on the Trojan Tailgate Network. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Trojan Tailgate Podcast Network uh, handle for up-to-date showtimes and links to those shows. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Um, you know, I think last thing I'll say, you know, we've been doing some polls and trying to get some um, engagement with our uh, viewership and listenership. And most people disagreed with our um, first team uh, quarterback take. A lot of people were picking Mac Jones um, in, in that poll that I that's put the, up last week. I thought that was an interesting That's because I was yeah, picking Mac Jones. We know who they listen to on this podcast. Thank you for all the uh, listeners out there. Hey, send it I back on so. assignment. Send it back on assignment. <laughs> I will. Mm. Uh, but no, we appreciate you uh, you guys participating in that and would love to hear more of your thoughts on what you would like to hear from the podcast and how we can improve it and make it better. So for uh, my name is Hampton, and for Graham, Swab, and Shep, uh, we will be coming to you all next week with another edition of SCC Recap on the Trojan Tailgate Network, and we hope you have a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy your weekend of SCC football.